0: Exodus chapter 14 and verse 8, and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. He wasn't supposed to. He was. He agreed to let them go, but something shifted, as it always does with the world. It's never satisfied. He said, "I'm going to go after the people of God." So he pursued, and the children, uh, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. He 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 was chasing them, but they were going out in victory because when God brings you out, that's the only way he brings us out is with victory. Amen? And the Egyptians pursued after them and all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh. His horsemen and his army overtook them in camping by the sea beside Philhaharoth before Bealsiphon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. So they were intimidated because they were blocked by the Red Sea. They had mountains on either side, and they've got Pharaoh's army from behind. Do you see the situation they're in? They're surrounded in it. Brought fear to them. They cried to the Lord and they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? You should have left us there as slaves uh, to die in peace at least, rather than to bring us out here and die at the hand of our haters. Is not this the word? That we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He sent a word right back at their fear and said, Oh, you've got this a little bit miscalculated. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which you, he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. In other words, you're not going to have to lift a finger. You just do what I ask you to do. I've got the rest covered. Amen? We just thank the Lord for his word and what he's going to speak to us today. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I prophesy over this day, this house, and this people today, God, that your word would come forth, Lord, as you intend it to come. Lord, let it prosper in the thing you send it to do, and Lord God, let it, God, raise up, Lord, situations and people and hopes and dreams, and God, we give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Could you clap your hands as you're seated in Jesus' name? To God be the glory. Israel began their journey, their exodus from Egypt with a high hand. Everyone say, high hand. Amen. A lot of football being played now and a lot of celebrating, a lot of thrusting of the hands. We're number one, we're number whatever. We made the playoffs, we advanced. A high hand represents victory. I don't see too many losers with their hands held up high, like celebrating. So, Here's Israel. God says, I brought you out with a high hand. I brought you out with a decisive victory. I brought you out with a victorious posture. A euphoric buzz filled the air as three to four million slaves, former slaves, uh, left their taskmasters weeping and lamenting in the dust. Amen. Four verses later, however, Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army began to pursue them uh, and their confidence in Moses and in God begin to get shaken this is a common pattern amen the devil has no new tricks in the bag amen he tries to to get us at our last defeat uh, and i'm not here to give him any glory today i'm only here to mention that to accentuate the fact that god is in control that God is victorious and that he has brought us out with a high hand of victory. But our enemies, amen, sometimes uh, this could be likened to our past or things that we have defeated and overcome and been set free from. They're not happy that we're not gone, uh, that we're gone. They're not happy that we're not still under their control. And so they try to bring fear and intimidate and pursue after us. Uh, they said, didn't we tell you to leave us alone? The Israelites said to Moses, at least it was predictable here in Egypt. You've brought us out here to die in the wilderness. Now, that, there can be nothing further from the truth moses nor god was bringing them to the wilderness to die it was their perception of what was happening because they were looking more on their enemy than they were on their leader and on their god amen he said you brought us out here to the wilderness they were longing to be back in egypt before they really ever left egypt they were wanting to go back imagine If God's delivered you from Egypt, don't you ever let something come out of your mouth about going back. I don't care what it feels like, looks like, how big the enemy's trying to pose. Uh, Amen. Don't ever want to go back. He's a taskmaster, and he hates you. Moses said to the people in verse 13, Fear not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. And he will show you today his victory. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will see them again, no more forever. That's the God I serve. Don't be afraid. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. Take it all in, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you will see them again no more forever. And the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. In other words, this is not going to require you a bunch of effort. All you've got to do is let me fight your battle and follow what I tell you to do. The Lord told Moses, why is Israel crying to me? Speak to them that they go forward. Look at this in verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. That's what I'm telling us in the spirit today. It's time to go forward. It's time to go forward. Amen. This is a season of going forward. This is a this is a day that God has ordained for you and I not to stand around and be intimidated and be filled with fear by situations that look like they're still viable or look like they still have life in them. God said, "No, I've got something in mind for you. You will not see this enemy again after today." Amen. He said, "They are going to be amen a thing of your past." I'm prophesying to somebody in the Holy Ghost, uh, amen. Whatever you came in here being chased by, it's going to be a thing of your past, uh, no matter what it is, amen. He said, Tell my people it's time to go forward. Turn to somebody and say, Go forward. Turn around and say, tell somebody else, The Lord says, Go forward. Why are you crying? Go forward. Ask them that. Why are you crying? Go forward. All right, we're about to stand up and do it here. What has your attention? Go forward. Amen. What are you focused on? What are you worried about? What What, what do you think's going to be able to be stronger than I am? Amen. Go forward. Tell the people quit being distracted. Tell the people quit losing their focus on me and the way and the promise and the deliverance. Uh, I said, go forward. It's time to go forward. You're going to see those enemies again no more forever. Amen. God said, I'm telling you it's time to go forward. God wanted his people to understand that when he saves you from your enemy, there's only one direction that he intends for your life, and that's forward. Amen. It's not backwards. It's not sideways. It's not pause. It's not down. It's not up. It's forward. God is a victorious God, and God wants us to live life and life more abundantly, praise God. He said, get a a good look at your enemy, because after today, you will see them again, no more, forever. Can that sink into us? Is that too... That's for everyone else or that's for everyone else's situation. Amen. I'm telling you that there are some things that God, uh, he's taken away from me that, amen, I've never had to deal with them again. Because when God tells you that it's going to be over, you need to walk in the fact that God says it's going to be over. It's not positive mental attitude. It's God is getting ready to destroy something that you can't. He's getting ready to separate something from you that you can't. Amen. He's getting ready to deal with something from you and your past that you can't. I'm not trying to dredge up our past today, but I'm here to tell you, God says it's time to be, stop being controlled by something that is in your past. Stop being controlled by a voice, a taskmaster that whips you every morning and says, you'll never rise above this. You'll never be more than this. God says, oh no, I'm about to cut that away from somebody today. Get a good look at it because after today, it will be gone. Verse 30 says, And the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Everyone say dead. Dead. On the seashore. Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Once they saw those things floating, those people dead and floating on the seashore, amen, those things that were just a few minutes ago, riding horses in hot pursuit, threatening at them, yelling, threatening things at them, amen, God says, hey, take another look, now they're floating, uh, amen. They sank to the bottom uh, and they, they expired uh, and now they're floating to the seashore so that when you walk by and leave Egypt, uh, you get a good look at what I'd done to your enemy. Amen. Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians and they feared and finally believed. I love Psalms 136 because this is a This is David recounting to Israel this this exact event that I've just read about in Exodus chapter 14 and 15. But look what it says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. I know God's will for us today is to have a thankful heart, for the victories he has brought us through, the, the deliverance he has brought into our life. I think it would be appropriate if we could just give God some praise in the house right now. Amen. Of the things that he, has, that he has separated you from, the things that he has taken off of your life, the enemy that he's cut away from you, and the prison doors he's opened and let us go free. Amen. And delivered us out of the hand of our taskmasters. Thank you. too many times we limit that to some court, some sort of vice or some sort of habit. But there's all kinds of things God's brought us out of out of Egypt. Amen. He's brought us out of mindsets that were not right. Uh, he's brought us out of bondage of certain ways of thinking. Uh, amen. He's allowed us to be delivered from all kinds of thought life. Uh, amen. And things that tried to torment us and hold us captive. But thanks be to God. His mercy endureth forever. Dropping down to verse 10. Amen. This is important. He says, to them that Uh, to him that smote Egypt uh, in their firstborn for his mercy endureth forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endureth forever with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm for his mercy endureth forever to him which divided the Red Sea into parts uh, for his mercy endureth forever and made Israel to pass through in the midst of it for his mercy endureth forever but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. God's mercy endures forever. Praise God. Here is David admonishing the people of Israel to praise God and remember his great deliverance, in particular his great mercy. But I'm drawn to verse 10 in particular in this writing because it's something that's filled with revelation and I hope that we can get this today and apply it to our lives personally. Amen. He said that he brought them out with a strong hand and an outstretched arm, but look what he said about the, uh, Israel, uh, the Egyptians, excuse me, to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn. There's a revelation there. God didn't just drown the Egyptians that represented the army of that day. God had already taken out tomorrow's army before they ever left Egypt. David said, Don't forget the fact that God, yes, drowned the army in the red sea but he also smote the firstborn in egypt so that the army that would rise up after that army that had drowned amen they're already dead in other words he's telling israel he's saying i've done a two for one I've taken out the army that was pursuing you, and I've taken out the army that would pursue you. So you're going to go into promise and enjoy the spoils and the victories for the rest of your life. It's never going to come upon your generation, the things that the enemy had planned for you, because I've taken them out in their firstborn. God's already ahead of you. Amen. He's already taken out things that you thought might pursue you, the day. The devil is a liar. I said, the devil is a liar. He has no army in reserve to come after you. When God delivers you, he delivers you clean and for all times. That's why he said, get a look at them. Get a look as you're leaving. The enemy you've seen today, you'll see them again no more for." ever, 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 when's ever, ever it's your lifetime oh I prophesy to somebody the devil is a liar over he, he's a liar and God be true, every man a liar, every devil, we know he's a liar, he's the father of lies uh, but God be true and all of that be a lie yes. you'll never be this you watch. I'm going to send out. I'm going to send out the regiment after you. No, they're dead. I need a couple. A couple of volunteers. Well, these young guys. I'll, I'll. You. I'll let you enjoy the service. Amen. I'll pick on them. All right. Come up here and just lay. Lay on the altar, and one of you lay down here. Now, don't go to sleep, all right? No, you face that way. Lay down there like you've got a spear in your hand. No, you you Turn over. Dead people float face down, all right? That's why I didn't pick you. Brother West said, I couldn't have done that. I said, that's why I didn't pick you. Now, I want you to get the picture, all right? Brother Ramirez, these are the people. This guy right here, he used to whip your back every day. He used to demand that you start producing more or else. He used to be the voice that yelled at you and made you feel little and start stripping your dignity away. You're a slave and you'll always be a slave. You'll never be more. You'll never rise above. We'll always be in your head. Us Egyptians will always be in your head. You will be a slave the rest of your life. He said, get a look at them. Come on, brother. He said, watch. He said, look at them because the the ones you see today, as we're leaving Egypt, come on, we're leaving Egypt. He said, get a look at them because after today, you'll see them again no more forever. We didn't practice this, so here we go. We're going to practice. I want you to take your foot and kind of roll that corpse over, will you? you got to work with us now. Brother, go ahead. And Brother Ramirez looks down and says, that's the guy. That's the one that was whipping my back. He, he's the very one that every day demanded I do more, that I would never be anything, that I would always live here. I would live and die in this same slave place. He's leaving Egypt, and he's never coming back. And guess what? That guy's never coming back. So all those lies and intimidation of the enemy that said you'll never be anything, when God gets done with you, you're coming out with a high hand. You're coming out with victory. That guy's never going to be able to talk to you again. That lying spirit's never going to be able to drag you back again. You'll never amount with to anything in God. Your family's never been in church. You've got this vice. You've got that problem. You've got that hang-up. Amen. Get a look at it. Today is the last day that voice should ever be able to speak to you again. God says, I'm ready to deliver you and take you out of this place. Oh, here he is. Here he is, sister. He's the one that's saying that you'll never be victorious. Your prayers don't matter. Yeah, he's the one. Get a good look at him because after today, your prayers are going to be more effective than ever before because that lion spirit's going to be dead. That lion voice is going to be dead praise God. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, it's time to let those things die. God says, they're dead. I'm, I've am i taken them out. It's time for you to move forward. It's time for somebody in the house to kick the corpse over and say, no more. I've got the victory. I've got the upper hand. I'm the one that's coming out. I'm the one that's going victorious. In Jesus' name, I prophesy over you that you will not be tormented any longer by your past. Yeah, too many of us are letting the corpses of our past resurrect and talk again. Amen, they're dead. He said, you'll see them again forever. No more, forever. Thank you, Jesus. So when he said, David said to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, that means that it was a de- decisive blow. He smote them in their firstborn, both man and beast. God wi- Listen to this. God wiped out generations that were pursuing them. Generations that tried to pursue them and tried to pursue their future. We're in a season. See, that's why this is prophetic in nature. Because God's trying to deal with something. It's a year of advancement. It's a year of the open doors, plural. It's the year that you are supposed to get up and go forward. To leave some stuff behind. Old situations, old nemesis, old enemies, old thoughts, old patterns, old habits, old lifestyle to make a declaration and speak life into your spirit. I feel like the word, amen, the the word is in the house today, and the Lord wants me to deliver, amen, the same word that Moses gave Israel. It's time for you to go forward, uh, amen, with complete and decisive victory, to let one, uh, amen, thing be settled in your spirit. Uh, I'm getting a last look uh, at whatever the enemy has been pursuing you, whatever enemy has been trying to come after, you amen today you will see them again no more the lord's closed up on it stand still watch the salvation see the salvation see god drown your greatest fear and opposition See, God, drowned, amen, your self-esteem problem. See, God, drowned uh, your addiction problem. See, God, uh, amen, drowned your, amen, uh, ability to distance yourself. Uh, No matter how far you've tried, you felt trapped. Uh, Oh, there's this sea in front of me, and there's this mountain on either side, and there's this army, amen, coming after me with breathing down my neck. Uh, But the Lord sent his spirit presence his spirit amen and separated them so they could get through the red sea amen you know what the red sea was a type of water baptism and the bible says that he baptized them under the cloud as well so that was a type of spirit baptism amen so you know what this tells me amen that god is uh, uh, there there's more to this than just uh, amen salvation We've shouted over salvation for years, and we should. It's powerful. You couldn't come through that sea without God helping you either. His blood washes your sins away. It takes your slavery mentality away. It changes you and gives you a name. It gives you an identity. Amen. And uh, he brings you under the cloud. And the Holy Ghost uh, shades you and shields you and leads you and guides you. The Holy Ghost uh, does all that for us. But many of us never get through the sea of transition. We get through the sea of salvation and think that's all there is, but that Red Sea was more than just a sea of salvation. It was a sea of transition. In other words, you've made it through the sea of salvation but have not yet made it through the sea of transition. What does that mean? We can take on the posture of salvation but still possess a slave mentality. This is where all the counseling comes in, and this is where all the depression comes in. This is where all the things that weigh us down comes in. This is where all the brokenness comes from. This is where all the family trouble comes This is where it all comes from. It didn't mean we weren't saved. It means we didn't get transitioned, and we don't see ourselves like God sees us, and God intends for us to live in the victory that he wants to give us. It's a sea of transition as well as a sea of salvation. We've got to take on the posture, not only of salvation, but transition. Yes. Yes. I have come through the sea, and I'm not just one who still thinks like an Egyptian and talks like an Egyptian, amen, and deals like an Egyptian. But I am an Israelite. I have been born again, and I am now being transitioned into God's God's plan for me. God's plan for me. God's expectation for me. And I can't do that as long as Egypt is living in me. I've got to let that die. I've got to let that old life be separated from me. Yeah. You say, prove it. Okay, I will. What do you think was going on when God took them to spy out the land? Yeah, you see, it was really a separation of who had transitioned and who hadn't, who was still seeing themselves as slaves and those that were seeing themselves as those going forward, those pursuing promise, those that were set free from their slave mentality. They got a vision of who they were and they got a vision of where God was taking them and it overrode anything else. But those 10 said, oh, what got them? The same thing that got them while God was trying to transition them through the sea. Fear. We're seeing our enemy as giants. And we see ourselves as grasshoppers. And you know what the Bible said? So saw they us as we saw ourselves. They didn't really see them as grasshoppers but because they thought The enemy saw them as grasshoppers. They became grasshoppers because they had never transitioned into the person that God intended them to become through the transition. He said, I want you to look at the dead bodies and the corpses laying everywhere. They're not coming behind you anymore. The same God that took care of those enemies Was the same God that was going to cause the ones in promise to be taken out. And those that had been transitioned got that down in their spirit. And they were transitioned into a way of life. And the old thinking had been killed in the sea along with that army of Egypt. You know what we need We need some old thinking to drown in the sea with those old nemesis. It's about to be cut off. God's taking the church through a sea of transition. And if you're not with him, you're going to be cut off. I know that sounds strong, but you know what? It's time. For us to say, God, amen, let us see the church like you see it. It's time to move forward. I'm not talking about just this local assembly. I'm talking about the body of Christ. There's a, there's a sound, amen, permeating the earth that's saying, hey, hey, we're going forward. It's going to be with or without. It's not going to be with everything that, that brings Egypt with us. We're not bringing an old mentality, a fearful posture. We're not going to bring that posture into promise. God says it can't go. It will not, it will not prosper. It will not uh, thrive. in the thing that I'm trying to do, it's going to die off uh, or you're going to die off. Amen. But it, it needs to die off. He allowed them to be painted into a corner. Musicians, you can come. He allowed them to be trapped on each side. He allowed the Red Sea in front of them to be bigger than they could swim. No boats. He allowed Pharaoh's army to pursue them. He set the stage. To show them that their greatest enemy was no match for Him. God may have let some things close in on you. But He intends for you to fully be separated from anything that pursues you. And not live life in a fearful posture. And ever want to go back into a lifestyle or a position or a place. God said, don't you wish that. I've got better for you. The enemy you see today. You will see them again no more forever. I prophesy that over this house today. (laughs) Praise God. Would you stand with me? Exodus 15 and 2 says, The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He's my God and I will prepare Him. Habitation, my Father's God and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. Most powerful army in the world was no match for God's setup. He toyed with them that day. He led them into a trap. And he took them out. Because the Lord is a man of war. I've come to today to, to declare over you that no weapon formed. No weapon we, we say it. I hope it doesn't become just some little cliche. Nothing the enemy has laid for you will work. It won't prosper. It won't. It won't be successful. It's going to drown in the sea. It's going to sink to the bottom. He says in Revelation, to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh. Every church, to him that overcometh. We didn't have to lift a hand against that Egyptian army. And there's things God doesn't want us to lift a hand against. He just wants us to look forward and go forward. And by going forward, that is our overcoming. I'm opening this altar for those just like I did in first service that would say, you know what? I'm coming and I'm bringing this to the Lord because He is going to give me decisive victory today. This situation that I've been feeling pursuit of, God's about to drown it. God's about to let somebody walk by